You are listening to episode 12 of the Radically You podcast. I'm Naomi Jenkins, an internal relationship coach, an ongoing work in progress, and your host for today's episode on self-care confessions. Hello, my friends. Happy spring to you, wherever you may be. I hope that you are enjoying a little more sunshine in your life. Um, If, like me, that's something that you need and look forward to this time of year. Today, I wanted to talk a little bit about self-care. And there's a whole bunch of different ways we could go about talking about this topic. And... I do talk about this topic a lot with various clients that I've coached about the importance of caring for ourselves. It kind of goes without saying that self-care is important. However, I do think I need to open with a confession that I, although I am passionate about the importance of self-care, am definitely not the world's leading expert on self-care. I am more like the world's leading expert on knowing exactly what my needs are and still ignoring them. (laughs) So let's just say my relationship with self-care is an ever-evolving thing. And if you find yourself in the same place, welcome to the party. I think it is just part of adult life that we have to figure out how to balance taking care of ourselves with taking care of everyone else and everything else in our realm of responsibility. But I do believe self-care is really important. And it is something that I am always working on to figure out how I can do a better job of taking care of myself and my own basic needs. And it's been really interesting over the last few years, as I've been coaching other people and this topic has come up, to just be more aware and um, be able to notice more about all of the ways in my life that I allow my own needs to be optional. It's so interesting that my children's needs are not optional to me. My husband's needs are not optional to me. My client's needs are not optional to me, right? If I have to get up to do an early morning coaching call with a client, I'm going to get to bed the night before for their sake, But I'm not necessarily the best at getting to bed early for my own sake, for example. So it's just interesting to note all the ways that I allow my needs to be optional, even when I'm not allowing other people's needs to be optional for me, like my role in helping other people's needs be met. I don't know if this started with motherhood for me, and I don't know what it's like for people who are adults and trying to figure this out that aren't mothers. I can only tell you my own experience, but I can tell you definitely that this tendency I have to kind of push my own needs to the side was definitely compounded more when I became a mother. I think it's very natural, probably even part of our evolution, that when we become mothers or parents, that we learn to put some of our own needs aside in favor of focusing on what our babies and then children need. For example, if I want to take a shower, but I have 
a nursing baby who's hungry and probably going to feed the baby and put off the shower until later. Or maybe an even more basic example is the way that babies wake up in the middle of the night needing to be fed and diapers changed and held and cared for. And there was a about a three-year stretch of my life where I never once got a full night's sleep because my children didn't really sleep through the night. And that was just, I mean, obviously sleep is a very basic human need, but caring for my children came first. And I'm not saying that's a problem. Like I very much believe that I handled it in exactly the way that I should have or wanted to at that time. But it's just, it's interesting how that becomes the new normal. Like that period of time where I had to put my own needs aside became more normalized And I think I've gotten better and better at pushing my own needs into the corner where I can kind of ignore them. It's interesting now, too, as my children are getting older and all three of them are in school and I have a few hours of free time. I mean, quote unquote, free time to myself every day that like that free time to myself where other people aren't begging for my attention or um, you know, bringing their needs to me, that time to myself is such a novelty that I often don't want to spend those precious hours on basic self-care things that I know I need, that I know will help me feel better. Things like exercise or whatever. I want to be creative in that time, or sometimes I want to take a nap or a long hot bath or all these things that have felt like luxuries for so long. I want to squeeze those luxuries in instead of focusing on maybe what my basic self-care needs are, like what I need the very most. So anyways, that's where I'm at. I'm in this ever-evolving state of figuring out how to acknowledge and prioritize my own needs and take care of myself. Because when I don't prioritize my needs, I have also noticed that then I am essentially running on empty, which is a great way to get nowhere that I want to be. I don't know if any of you resonate or relate with that, but when I do not meet my own needs, when I'm not caring for myself, I get nowhere that I want to be. I stay very stuck is what I've noticed. So I think the question is for me, (laughs) the, the ongoing question seems to be, how do I motivate myself to prioritize these self-care things. And there's all those adages that we've all probably heard about you can't pour from an empty cup or you have to put on your own oxygen mask first or uh, the one that I have even very much supported in the past of self-care isn't selfish, right? Maybe you've all heard these phrases or seen them on social media as a meme or in a blog post or whatever, but What's interesting to me about all of the adages that come to mind when it comes to self-care is that they all focus on why we should take care of ourselves so that we can take better care of other people, right? Put on your oxygen mask so that you'll be able to help other people with theirs. And um, it's not selfish to take care of yourself because it allows you to take better care of others. And you have to keep your own cup full so you have something to pour into other people. And while I don't disagree with any of these ideas, 
Like, and I found them to be very true in my own life. And in the past, they've even been somewhat motivational to me to help me um, focus more on taking care of myself. I also just kind of want to pose the question that what if self-care is selfish? Or what if it can be selfish? And what if that's not a problem? What if it is okay for taking care of ourselves to be a selfish thing? I think the word selfish gets a bad rap. It has kind of a negative connotation, at least in the culture I grew up in. The idea of selfishness was very frowned upon. But uh, I asked my Alexa, good old Alexa on my kitchen counter, what the definition of selfish was. And she told me, selfish is being concerned with one's own welfare. Being concerned with one's own welfare. And my immediate response to that was, when did it become a problem for us to be concerned with our own welfare? If I'm not allowed to be concerned with my own welfare, then who is? Whose job is it exactly to acknowledge and meet my needs if it's not mine? If it's not my responsibility, who does own that responsibility? So I'm going to suggest maybe sometimes self-care is selfish and I think that's okay. I think we are allowed to be selfish sometimes in this one beautiful human life that we've been given. I think we are allowed to live for ourselves, to take care of ourselves in a way that allows us to live our life to its fullest extent and possibility. I want to just offer to you and to myself that maybe we don't have to take care of ourselves only for the benefit of other people. Maybe we are allowed to take care of ourselves for our own benefit. Period. End of sentence. What if that's true? What if we're just allowed to prioritize our own self-care because we're humans that have needs? Like, what if... You're allowed to feed yourself breakfast just because you're hungry and that's part of being human. And maybe that's selfish because it doesn't serve anyone else. But also, what if it doesn't have to? Like maybe you can prioritize taking a shower just because you enjoy the feeling of having clean hair. Maybe you can change your relationship to going to bed at night because you like the way you feel, because it allows you to have the best possible experience in your life when you're well-rested, not just because being well-rested allows you to better show up for everyone else. I want to just suggest that it's okay for us to require being taken care of. And that feels a little radical to me based on kind of the martyr model of womanhood that I've been offered. And like, again, I'm not saying this doesn't apply to the men. I just am a woman and can only speak from my experience. But what it really comes down to at the end of the day is 
What if we just decided that we're allowed to have needs? That you're allowed to need taking care of in certain ways? And that having these needs is literally the most basic part of our human experience. Think about like a newborn baby. They are inherently just a little pile of flesh with a lot of needs. All they can really do is cry when they're hungry or need a diaper changed or need to be held and comforted, whatever it is. We don't fault a newborn baby for having needs. So where along the line did we get to the point where we have the idea that our own needs are invalid or inconvenient or not okay in the world? And not only is it okay to have needs because you're human for no other reason than just because you're human, I think it's okay to have a variety of complex needs that may or may not make sense to anyone else. You may have needs that I don't have and I wouldn't understand. And I may have needs that you don't share and you don't understand. And what if that's okay? I want to share with you an idea from my good old days of studying psychology back in college that comes from a guy named Maslow. And maybe you've heard of this. It's called Maslow's Hierarchy of Needs. And it's not anything that has been like scientifically proven. I want to tell you there's not any scientific proof of this. And I'm not sure there is a way to like scientifically verify the veracity of this. But It is an important concept that has helped a lot of people, including me, understand how we function as humans. So Maslow's hierarchy of needs is this. And I will share a link in the show notes to a great little article that explains this more in depth. But essentially what Maslow's hierarchy of needs is, it reminds me a little bit of the food pyramid that was taught to us here in the U.S. as children. Um, because Maslow's hierarchy of needs is a pyramid. And similar to the food pyramid, there is like the foundational things that we need the most of, and then we can build up on that from the other things. So at the very bottom, the very base, the foundation of Maslow's hierarchy of needs pyramid is our physiological needs. So these are the most foundational things, the things that we literally cannot live without. So physiological needs would include things like sleep, water, food, you know, basic survival needs. And then if you move up the pyramid, the next section above that would include our safety needs. So this would be things like having shelter to keep you safe and warm and protected from the elements or um, maybe monetary, like having access to money that can allow us to get our food and water and, and shelter and all of that. Anything that helps us remain safe. So we have our physiological, our basic survival needs. And then above that, our safety needs. Above safety needs, the next section would be our need for love and belonging. So these are like our social needs. This is that part of us 
that needs to feel loved, to fit in, to be accepted and have a sense that we belong in order to know that we're okay. And then above that, once our physiological needs, our safety needs, our love and belonging needs are met, then we have more internal needs. Esteem needs is what this is called in the hierarchy. And this would be more along the lines of like, once all of those other needs are met, then we can focus inward on our relationship to ourselves. This is where like self-confidence maybe comes in and being able to um, challenge ourselves in ways that we can receive positive feedback for maybe. And then at the very top of the pyramid, the crowning need we have as humans, the one that we really can't get to until all of those lower needs are met, is the need of self-actualization. Self-actualization is the ability to be concerned essentially with our personal growth. This is the state at which we can be less concerned with opinions of others and more interested in fulfilling our own potential, chasing our own dreams, um, and pursuing what we believe our purpose is in the world. So like I said, I'll, I'll link a great article about this in the show notes to explain it further, but I think it's just really useful to have this paradigm when it comes to kind of getting to the bottom of what it is we need. We really need to always start with those basics. When it comes to self-care, we need to start with, am I drinking enough? Am I eating enough? Am I getting enough sleep? Above that might be, do I have a sense of safety in my life in general? And if not, where am I lacking safety? And how can I fill that need? And then above that, where... Do I maybe have unmet needs in the realm of love and belonging? And so much of the work that I do as a life coach kind of starts here with our sense of love and belonging in the world and moves up from there. But we can't even get to this point of being able to concern ourselves with that if our basic needs aren't met. And likewise, the ability to self-actualize or... um, pursue our esteem needs, our need to feel needed, essentially, to feel valued in the world. That's kind of what the esteem needs are. None of that is even accessible to us until we've met all those basic needs underneath. And then when it comes to being able to like free ourselves up to pursue our purpose in the world, we have to have the foundation below those things. So I think the problem I come to a lot is that I, I'm so interested in more of like the esteem or the self-actualization or the, you know, chasing my dreams and passions and hobbies and all that, that I end up neglecting more of my basic needs, like getting enough sleep, drinking enough water, eating nutritious food. And when I fail to meet my most basic needs in that way, or to focus more on like my needs for connection and things outside of myself, what happens essentially is I collapse. I cannot show up in the way that I want to for very long. I cannot maintain, I cannot sustain the pursuit 
of those higher needs when I haven't met my more basic needs, when I'm not focusing on the basics. That's my ongoing opportunity for learning. I'm constantly being reminded of how important it is to focus on my most basic needs and expand from there, if that makes sense. So Maslow's hierarchy of needs is super helpful for me in that way. I hope that is maybe helpful for you. Or if I didn't even explain it well, which is quite possible, maybe the article I link can explain it better and can help you understand it in ways that will be more helpful for you. To close out, I just want to come back around to that idea that You know, we're often taught that we need to meet our own needs so that we can be there for others. And I'm not saying I don't ever teach this or that I don't believe it for myself. I definitely have found that, especially with self-compassion and things, the more I take care of myself in those ways that I need, the easier it is to show up in the world for other people in that way as well. It's just kind of a like symbiotic relationship that when we're cared for, we have the capacity to do more for others and the world. And I've definitely found that when my own needs are satiated, my natural inclination is to turn to the needs of others. That is just how I'm wired. Maybe it's how all of us are wired. I think because we are, as humans, essentially pack animals, right? We are concerned inherently with the greater good of our fellow humans. Um, But we really can't show up for other people or the world in general if we're not taking care of ourselves. But that doesn't mean that that's the only reason to take care of ourselves. Even though I know that meeting my own needs frees me up and makes me able to attend to the needs of others in the world, That doesn't necessarily have to be my compelling reason to undertake basic self-care tasks. It's okay for that to just be the positive side effect. At the end of the day, I'm allowed to just have needs. And I'm allowed to prioritize my own needs. I am allowed to be the one to own and honor the space that I take up in the world by letting my own needs be a priority and putting my self-care first sometimes just because it's what I need. What if my experience in the world, which is improved by taking care of myself, is just allowed to matter as much or even more to me than anyone else's experience in the world? And what if at the end of the day, my needs are my responsibility and no one else's? And that's actually the best news ever. Because who could possibly be better at seeing and acknowledging and meeting my needs than me? I'm the one who lives with myself all the time. I have the most internal connection to what I need. And when I can tune into that, then I am better at taking care of myself. I can create opportunities and priorities and habits of self-care that do allow me to have my best experience and 
be able to show up as my best self in the world in a way that serves other people. But that doesn't have to be my compelling reason. It's okay if my compelling reason is just that I'm allowed to matter to myself and I'm allowed to have needs. And I just want to offer that possibility to you as well. So those are just some of the things I've been rolling around in my head recently. I do think that the better we get at learning to tune into our own needs and acknowledge and prioritize them, the easier it becomes to be our most radically authentic selves. And that is why this is the topic I've brought to the podcast today. So I hope something in here was helpful or thought provoking or interesting, or maybe leads you to something that has the answers for you in this area. In the meantime, I hope we can all get out and enjoy a little bit of sunshine and spring weather and the blossoms on the trees and the flowers that are starting to pop up. I'm so happy it's spring. I cannot even tell you. I cannot even explain what a relief it is to see so many signs of spring in the world. I hope that is bringing you joy as well. And I will talk to you again soon. Take care, my friends. Thanks for being here today. I cannot tell you how grateful I am that you joined me here for today's podcast. If anything in today's episode resonated with you, or you think it might prove useful to someone that you know, I hope you will share it with a friend. I would also be immensely grateful if you would take the time to leave a review in whatever podcast app you're using today. Reviews are the best way for new listeners to find the podcast so that they can come and join in on the conversation. Once a month, I will be choosing one reviewer at random to receive a free private coaching session with me on any topic of your choice. This month, I hope that person is you.